Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a much delayed episode of the Long in the Boot podcast. Currently long out of the boot, actually, but I'll get to that in just a few moments. And I finally figured out the wiring and everything else, and hopefully, if I've got it all connected, we should hear a voice here in just a second. Habs, are you there? I believe I am. I can hear you. Awesome. I can hear you really well as as well. So, uh, <laughs> so it's been an exciting uh, couple of weeks, don't you think? For real. It's a little more post-apocalyptic than what uh, we were expecting last time we recorded anything. Yeah, that uh, hurricane episode seems to have uh, been a forewarning of things to come when it comes to the eye of a hurricane passing over a particular area, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it it uh it struck the Achilles heel of the boot pretty pretty solidly, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a mess. I am uh, currently in I will call it the long out of the boot studios west over here in uh, Texas. We've been driving back and forth, but over here I still I have AC and man, you know AC. <laughs> I don't I don't know how people used to do it. I, you know, I don't know how they and they, do they were always wearing suits. Every time you see anyone, they're like dressed in a suit and there's no air conditioning anywhere. And they're just stewing in their own filth. I'm uh, in a T-shirt now and I'm about to die with AC. <laughs> what are you up to today? Well, we've just been kind of bumming around. I'm still technically in the heel of the boot, just a little bit farther east compared to where we're normally doing our thing. I'm at the at the in-laws house where they had a, a whole home generator during the storm, so the the babies appreciated that. But now they have power restored uh, mm, in this area. So no way. We're back. We're back to normal. You may where you live. You may have power pretty quickly if you uh, don't, don't have it yet. My parents. My parents got it uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, they got theirs. Came back. And they're right on the which, hi- they're right on the highway, aren't they? Yeah, Main. that really surprised me, just because there's still a lot of stuff over there. But apparently, that's that's where the lines are getting fixed first. Sure, the main the main lines. And and by the way, hats off to all of the linesmen who are working this disaster. Oh, there have been like military convoys of them. Like the first few days coming back and forth, there were hundreds of them just trucking along. Yeah, we passed so many coming from Texas or going to Texas, passing us, headed back the other way. Yeah. When we came back in, I know you were back in the heel of the boot pretty quickly after the storm, right? Yeah, we got back to the house about 930 or 10 the next morning after the storm. And it, it took us about an hour for a normally like 25 minute drive. Because as we were going, there were, you know, there were trees across the highway and, you know, there was an 18 wheeler and it would stop. And then some dudes jumped out and they were getting out of their vehicles and one guy had a chainsaw. He started hacking away and we were just dragging limbs. And then we'd clear a spot. We'd go on to the next roadblock and then chainsaw comes out. The chain snapped on the dude's chainsaw and he's like, well, crap, that's not good. And about three or four other guys go, that's no problem. They all pulled out chainsaws. And it was like I got back in the vehicle and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry this is so inspiring because we're just cutting our way out, you know, black and white alike. Everyone just getting along, trying to get home and see what happened. Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. So your, uh, your, your place is okay. It is. We had, we had quite a mess stuff thrown around the fence between my neighbor's house and mine was completely flattened. A couple of trees gone. We actually had a giant, I'd say it was about the top quarter of a big pine tree snapped off and was against my house, but it didn't break anything of my house. Nice. So that was like, I was with, within six inches of significant problems, but we were very, 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 very fortunate. 
Well, we had uh, vacated, and I want to, by the way, I want to thank you and your lovely wife for going and checking on our place until we could get there and uh, saved us a lot of, we were so worried we because we, we knew trees are going to be a danger where we were. And it looked worse than I expected on the way back, so I, I was nervous for everybody, you know, because there were a lot of them that I didn't know who lived in the particular houses, but there was a lot of complete and total devastation. Yeah, we came back from uh, Texas through Singer and Maryville, and it was unreal. One lane, one ten was one lane in many, many spots uh, because, yeah. because of all the trees, and of course, the Long in the Boot Studios, the house uh, was fine. Uh, the greenhouse was not. <laughs> no, it was not fine at all. Not going to keep in a lot of warmth. Um, no, that was, was, that was bad. Laura decided to redecorate it. No. And uh, our old wooden shed uh, still has a tree sitting on it. I'll think about getting that off. I was kind of, I wished it would have just wiped it out completely. I hate that old shed. But uh, <laughs> everything of value that we have seems to have survived pretty well. And I just, fortunate I, after seeing what so many people have gone through i am just so thankful and stunned actually stunned that the tree that the biggest tree that fell fell away from the house which that tree would have certainly done some major damage yeah it was a big one yeah <clears throat> nasty sweet gums hate them hate them <laughs> and uh we've gone back several times obviously the other day we uh as we posted on the site do you we fixed some water lines and uh from that makes a big difference. Having no power is one thing, but having no water, oof. Yeah, I you know, I didn't I just didn't want to have to go do my business in the woods. I mean, I don't mind, you know, certain business. No, I don't I don't want to get all the way back to yeah. like eighteen forties. I'd right. rather not. A, a, a minor transaction in the, in the woods is okay, but a major transaction, not my favorite thing yeah, to no, do. No, no, no. And uh although I have plenty of logs to sit on now because they're all, you know, horizontal. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. They were already set up for you. And I know you uh you went to Lake Charles right after the storm as uh, well. Tell me about your impressions there when you So started. I've been all right, so I've been Kinder is where I stayed and it, it was hurricane force winds out here for at least five hours. And damage out here is pretty big. Reeves was pretty big, Ragley was catastrophic. Lake Charles, it literally looked like those pictures you see of France after the blitz. Uh, in London, that that's what Lake Charles looks like. We we've been there several times. We went to West Lake, and uh, the houses that look good are the ones that have the blue tarps on them. There there are giant just old trees, just completely cut a house in half. And they'll sometimes the house like in some of the older neighborhoods, like uh, right along Interstate 10 around Enterprise and stuff like. We went around some of those, and there were it was just complete piles of rubble. And you would look in there and you would see. You know, parts of a recliner, you could see like a teddy bear or something like that. That was it. It was just it was just completely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and that that's almost everywhere in Lake Charles. Power lines, like because we went to, first time we went to Lake Charles after the storm was I guess two days after the storm. We went to had a friend of mine, they just had a kid about three weeks before the storm, and they fled to Florida. And he was concerned about his place. So we went to go check on it and it took us a while to get out of there because of Power lines and major businesses just completely flattened or, you know, gutted, roof ripped off. And it's 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 hard to believe. Like, you, you know, you've seen we've seen all the, the imagery from the Ninth Ward and stuff like that after Katrina. And that that mostly wasn't wind damage. That was mostly water. But the, the winds, this was just an angry storm. It, you know, it turned the big television and radio tower off of, uh, Interstate 210 by Prion Lake, it just turned it into a twisted ball 
of rubble. Like on the way in, I didn't even realize that that was the tower. But on yeah. the way back, I recognized it, and it it just it looked like King Kong got a hold of it. Yes, it some horrible. of the pictures have been that I've seen of Lake Charles. I haven't yet to still get to Lake Charles. My daughter's gone. Um, because she uh, has to leave her her abode and find a new one, which will be a good trick. And it's, uh, it's surreal. The uh, park, though, in DeRitter, uh, for me, was something to see because it's it had lots and lots of really tall pines, and yeah. they are gone. I mean, they're just gone. And what's funny is, oh, it's so funny. Ironically, uh, we'll call it ironic. Yeah, uh, they were perfect for harvesting. And so, sure enough, the other day when we came back through Deritter, all those trees that were laying over the other day in the park were being stacked perfectly on the back of a logging truck, and it looked like that they had just harvested a, a field somewhere near the house. May as well. I, I guess so. It's not going to have very much shade. I heard ponderosa pines over there in Westlake is kind of the same way. It's like every bit of shade is now gone. Yeah, we didn't we didn't pass through there, but there there's a park in Kinder, and it's got some stuff thrown around. Pretty much any metal awning that existed, essentially anywhere between, I guess Eunice or Crowley and Orange, Texas, is just gone. That's that's how big and strongly concentrated this area was. I mean, it's. It was a solid, you know, 150-mile swath. It was like a tornado. That was that big. Well, that's one of those things that's got me really buffaloed uh, as far as the tornado thing goes. I've now met, I don't know, four or five people, you know, in Texas, 200 miles away, let's say roughly, or 150, who are like surprised that it was as bad as what what I say or what my wife says. Uh, And one guy actually said, well, y'all had a tornado, didn't you? I was like, yeah, it was a 45-mile-wide tornado. At least, yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, you could call it that, I guess. Um, the 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 damage has just been staggering, and certain things kind of really stand out. Those metal shop homes where they take a metal building and cover it with brick and make it look like a house, uh-huh. they didn't do real well. No, because like once once anything knocked it at all, and there was a steam that that just became like a series of kites for yeah. the storm to just just take away. I've seen you know. A lot of businesses like that. Uh, ironically, there's one on Interstate 10, roughly in Iowa. It's like Mallet Buildings, and they sell metal buildings. So they have a big giant building, which is pretty much their advertisement, and it's got a big sign on it. That whole building was just like ripped apart, but you can still see the sign that advertised for Mallet Buildings. And I was like, oof. Oh, that place. That, that place uh, is huge. Yeah, it was huge. And like on the, let's see, the eastern side of it is actually not bad. Uh, but once you get past it, that western side, is, you can see insulation is completely good. Uh oh, you still there? Yes, oh, I okay. am. Did I cut out? Yeah, just for a second. That's okay. You know, we're we're distance. We're 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 using modern technology to talk. And a lot of cell towers, believe it or not, got knocked over by this expletive. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to cuss? I do. I don't remember how good your beeping function is on this. I'm gonna keep it, it clean. I can uh, I can edit it in post. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I laura laura as i've been calling her over and over again and i'll go ahead and slightly cuss and just say she's a breathy bitch rita had nothing on this storm and the fact that they've got so many people already up with power is such a shock considering the the devastation in the trees and i don't know where where i live I, i'm sure they're still probably at least a couple of weeks away yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed by what I've seen. And there's going to be a lot of people, you know, it's still going to be quite a while. I know we had some pretty major damage to a lot of schools in the area, but some of them are getting started pretty quick. 
Yeah, uh, I'm still curious how that's going to go. I'm, I know Calcasieu says we're starting on the 28th, and that might be possible, but I'm going to need to see evidence that it can be done. Uh, it'll be possible for some. I have a feeling that uh, attendance may not be quite so compulsory if it's going to be virtual. Because right, and that's I what they're saying. That. Yeah, I don't know how you do all virtual when so many people have lost internet money. I mean, to pay for internet. Yeah, it's because it's, it's bad. It's going to be a devastating thing for a while. We we went through to Quincy actually yesterday. Uh, we went to the Quincy. And uh, the market basket there, the whole front got ripped off. Yeah, it doesn't. It basically doesn't exist now. You can see, like, you can see the signs for the aisles hanging. Yeah, like you can see them from the street. But the, the whole thing is just, it just got destroyed. Yeah, it's a yeah market basket. The whole thing, the whole front was glass. So yeah, well, I mean, once once it broke, that was it. It is gone. And the school suffered. De Quincey High School suffered some damage. I know the gym suffered a lot of damage in the roof. Yeah, and uh, the gym floor obviously then suffers all kinds of damage because of the rain, and so that that part of the school apparently suffered pretty bad. And I know South Beauregard, the upper elementary, I guess, got pretty well devastated. Yeah, it it got because that that's one of the original buildings, I think, from 1970 when they built it, and it's uh, yeah, they've got like roofs, uh, ceilings caved in in classrooms, so a lot of teachers lost all their stuff. Yeah, it's gonna you know you you know from doing the job as long as you have that you accumulate a lot of stuff over the years and uh it's not overly easy to replace and i was worried about mine i didn't have any damage in mine but humidity might take care of some of mine i've got some original world war ii newspapers up in there and uh, i did not haul them out onto my school bus which is how i evacuated the school last time i was there well that what kind of stunk about this storm was when i when we evacuated it was still going to be like a category you know three and then well, yeah, well, yeah, they're talking about a one, and then they're like, oh, it's going to be at least a three. And like, oh, wow. And then they're like, yeah, it's a four. And then it was like a strong four, borderline five when it hit. Well, they're saying now that when they readjust everything, it's probably going to come out as a low category five. And you're and, talking a difference of like 10 miles an hour winds. And when you're in the 150s, 180s, yeah, it does, doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. I know. The, uh, if you're, you're in the fours, it is, this is a catastrophic event whenever it hits something. And it's it's amazing when you drive around and look and see how some people were just lucky. The tr- trees down completely around a house, the house untouched. Others, it's, one tree took out a whole house. It seems it seems completely random, and that's what's terrifying about it. You don't know who's going to get it. You don't know who's not. Sometimes bad people's houses are going to be fine, and great people's houses will be completely destroyed. Some people will have like look like a new fence all the way around their house because trees just surround it, but it didn't get touched. Yeah, it, and it, like you said, others they'll have they'll have one tree that'll just hit the money spot on the house. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and I'm hoping that uh, everybody can you know get back to to some sense of normality or normalcy to take your pick uh, yes. at some point. But it's going to be a long road of recovery for this, that's for sure. And I've seen a lot of people complaining, and I'm not going to get into the politics of it. But honestly, folk, trying to I'm just going to say now, if you're all about trying to you know, recall the governor, 600,000 signatures is the bottom line. You need about 750 to guarantee the 600. And that's not going to happen in my opinion. And the reason is because the rest of the state doesn't feel the way the heel of the boot feels right now. Governor Edwards definitely picked some, his words could have been better for sure. Yeah. He said we dodged a bullet. And uh, I guess if you're looking at it, we, we dodged the water bullet. You know, they were expecting what we got plus 20 feet of water in Lake Charles. And that, if you stay, you're going to die. 
Right. Um, and so we had a lot of people that stayed that just got the bejesus scared out of them that didn't die. And if we would have had that storm surge, yes, they would have. Right. And then that's, I mean, that's the that's, Galveston issue, you know, back to that last episode. Yes. The water. The and, water was the scary part. Yeah. The water was the scary part. No, water, well, water is what kills people in hurricanes primarily. Yes. And, and even generators now. Yeah. Well, even, even with this windstorm, I'm stunned by the, the actually low numbers of people who have, uh, who were killed during the hurricane. More people have died from other causes after the hurricane, like heat or carbon monoxide or yeah, injury. Falling off a root. Yeah. Kids Repair falling. Injuries. Yeah. There's been a lot of injuries and a lot of car wrecks too. Yeah. We were, we were able to reach out to our kids a day or two after the storm via Google classroom. And most of them probably don't have access to it, but some of them, a lot of them responded to us. And uh, most of mine got out. I had one of them that they had a lot of horses, so they decided to stay to try to, you know, as soon as the storm was over to try to make sure they weren't scattered about the world. And they, they said that most of their ha- uh, roof got ripped off while they were in the house. Ugh. And uh, I, I can't imagine just the complete terror that that has to bring to you. Uh, Cause we were, you know, it was a half hour drive roughly to where I was. So it was, it was still at least a category one or two where I was. Oh, and Kent, no, and, uh, you were, you were in the threes. It, yeah. It, it was, I mean, it was, it was heavy. It was heavy. And uh, I was thinking, man, this is, this is a little scary. My kids somehow slipped through it. I guess the winds were steady and strong enough to where it was an ambient noise. They didn't wake up throughout the whole thing. Wow. They, they were out the entire, and I didn't sleep at all. I was the like sleep of the pacing innocent. around. I was, I was waiting for the, waiting for the windows just burst, but, uh, we lucked out and have any, I don't know how I didn't have any windows bust in my own house. Cause you know, they're, they're estimating winds in Ragley to have been nah, 150, 120. I mean, like gusts at least not sustained, oh, sustained yeah. you know, triple digits still. Well, considering the level of destruction, it's, it, it's up there for sure. But uh, let's talk a little bit about after the fact, uh, I know a lot of people are upset and I was too at first about the lack of major media coverage after the event. Because yeah, pretty much two uh, days two days after the storm, that was pretty much it on the major media. And yeah. they've moved on, of course, to the horrible fires out west. And, I, you know, I feel for those people, too. You know, I've seen some pictures from out there in Oregon. I've got some friends from high school who live out there who had to evacuate. They don't even know if they have a house now. And, a lot of acreage. A lot of acreage affected by that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's horrible. But the media, I always I kind of look at it like this. You know, if the media is not in Southwest Louisiana covering this, it's because the people of Southwest Louisiana have kind of taken it upon themselves to deal with everything. And there's no violence. There's a minor looting incidents, but people aren't shoving each other around trying to get food. Everybody's helping everybody else. So the media. It's a pretty cooperative effort. Oh, we just saw another uh, electrical vehicle pass down the road. There you go. And people on it. People uh, are doing the things that never bring media. You know, if people are acting right and there's nothing to cover, the media is just not going to be here. They're helping and they're cooperating. As soon as you mention anything, anyone who is able is doing whatever they can. They've got armies of just regular dudes from, you know, and people like say, oh, my church group is doing the most. Well, the, the group that I saw, you got Catholics, you got Methodists, you got Baptists, you got they're all lumped together. And I say they're all, you know, for this area, it's, you know, obviously a Christian area. So sure. they're out there and they're all tarping roofs for free for old people who can't do it or whoever. And they're cutting limbs and it's, they go on to the next house. They're not getting any compensation. And a lot of times they're dropping off supplies while they're doing it. Well, the fact is, if it wasn't for the churches, the recovery would have been 
at a snail's pace. The government moves slowly. Well, it's the only place that people know to go. Like there, if there is a government uh, spot, they're too few and far between. Now we are like record setting for the amount of churches per capita and every single one of them, including the ones whose roofs were largely ripped off, have big stockpiles of supplies, or at least they're trying to, but they're giving them out at such a rate that they're not having a stockpile anymore. Right. I, I've seen a, a, several places, the in Singer, the same thing in Singer, the, the, the churches in the area, how about a, you know, well, cause I mean, man, just, Oh yeah. They stepped up so quickly, so fast. Bravo. Yeah. Right away. Like not, not asking for any direction, not nope. asking for, Hey government, Hey FEMA, they're not worried about it. Yeah. Just people and, and people automatically, they don't even ask. They just show up like, Hey, you know, yo, Charlie, here's a, you know, a truckload of water. Here's a, you know, cleaning supplies and they're just hauling it and they're hauling it there and the churches are getting it out. It really is something. Texas has really stepped up. They understand Harvey wiped out so many people and yep. And so, and here they are, you know, helping out now and Alabama sent so many people, Missouri, Arkansas, I, I from all over Tennessee, I couldn't possibly name all the states. And and even elsewhere in the state, I know people like to consider the New Orleans area as the golden child because when something happens there, it makes the news. Uh, but, you know, we had family. We just went to go get the kids out of Generator Town. We went to New Orleans for a little while. And as soon as we mentioned that, you know, my wife's aunt sent out a text message. And then whenever we went to their house to go pick up some supplies, which we thought was going to be, we we're just going to haul up, load up the back. Uh, there were about three or four trucks full and they were all waiting to get in and unload stuff in a trailer. We had, we had about four or five vehicles come from the New Orleans area. These people, I mean, their, their memories work. They remember what it was like during Katrina. Sure. And waiting on stuff to get brought out. So they were more than happy. Just, people had no idea who we were or who anyone on this end was. They just know what it's like Yeah, to I could, get hit. I, I could not be, at least for me personally, like it matters, but I couldn't be more proud of what I've seen in our area. Just it, it – it makes makes the heart warm to see that, and it is. And I know people get you know short tempered in the heat. And can we agree that you know? Granted, okay, we had a hurricane, um, got no power, but there's no question that the worst possible thing are the love bugs. Uh, <laughs> For sure, yeah. Right now, I'm swatting at them. Yeah, they're just ridiculous. I, we got to do something about this combination hurricane and love bug season. I don't know how we can do it. I think uh, maybe Elon Musk should possibly work on that instead of sending people to Mars. Some, yeah, <laughs> not, that seems less practical. Unless we can send the freaking love bugs to Mars. Surely hey. some sort of between big tech and like a big bipartisan push from the government. I'm sure we can do something to solve this love bug crisis in most parts of the country. They don't have to experience this, it's, it's, but the Southeast, we uh, got it. We we know it's here. And I personally think we should pack up billions of love bugs into some type of uh, device and then send it to Wuhan and let it explode and let them deal with it. It's not. Yeah, it's surely not, that can cause some sort of a virus. <laughs> the love bug virus. And, uh, well, we know it'll mess up their, well, they don't have cars. So, you know, I was going to say mess up their windshields. Well, it'll mess up their goggles or something. I don't know. Whatever. They're riding their mopeds. <laughs> whatever they do. What, whatever those people over there in that Whatever. Do. They're foreign. They don't matter. <laughs> they don't matter. And uh, so. This is America. That's right. And, uh, let's, oh, speaking of America, 
Uh, can we, I think we may have a, a, a finally a, a reaction from the country uh, against the NFL. I don't know if I was. I have a, the friends that I'm staying with. They're Kansas City Chiefs fans because you know we all came from Missouri originally. But uh, I don't think people are real keen on the NFL right now. If I'm any judge of people, uh, yeah, if they're not. They're like, well, we're gonna have to watch hockey, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're mad at the NFL. They're mad at the NBA. Well, I'm ready for competitive crawfish eating. I think Louisiana could lead the world in competitive crawfish eating. Well, no one else knows how to work the apparatus. They, you know, it's kind of a, a labor intensive. I mean, other than, you know, you lobster people up there in New England. They, they're used to dealing with it. crabs, you know, various other things. But most people aren't used to having to open a Christmas present for every bite. Well, yeah. And we, we've got it down pat. We, we, we understand the, the mechanics of it. Well, you know, up there in a uh, lobster country in, in Maine, that, lobster, lobster. eating lobster is more of a gross motor skill. Eating crawfish is a fine motor skill. It is fine. <laughs> it is it is a delicate art because if you mess up a little bit, you have ruined your tail. That's right. And you don't have to drown crawfish in gobs of butter either. No, they they come with their own punch usually <laughs> if you do them right. And they have their own lubricant in their heads. Your your <laughs> seasoning your seasoning is butter. That's probably not that great. Yeah. It's probably not that strong of a of a flavor. Ooh, this is a little bland. We need some butter. Whatever. Yeah, you don't see people sucking on lobster heads very often. Good God, can you imagine? Ew. That would be terrifying. Oh, <laughs> Nasty. I don't need to see that. Nobody needs to see that. No, Louisiana no. man moves to Maine. And that's how he's doing it. <laughs> Cracking open a lobster and just going at it. Ugh. It would be awful. Oh, my Lord. Well, I'm glad everything is uh, good for you and the, and the family. The kids are doing well. And, yeah, here uh, – Deb is uh is well. The house is is secure. I know the folks that live on my street, on my little dead end street there, they were having a big bean cooking thing going on last time I was there. And That's the best. Oh yeah. Well apparently that was what the guy did. Uh I, I lend I lent somebody my generator so he could keep his freezer going and he's a hunter and he's yeah. been he's been feeding the folks on the road and kind of watching everybody come in. But he's the one that directed people to my yard one, one afternoon, he just pointed and said, go, go get those trees off the fence. And, and they did. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and thank goodness. But, uh, insurance adjusters, I'm going to just say mine, I can't see mine for another week. It's almost like they're busy or something. And, I guess. And I feel, I don't want to gripe about it because you I'm know, not, I, within my own subdivision, I've got people with very significant tree limbs that have just went like a lawn dart into their roofs, just boof straight on through, or, you know, 80% of their shingles are missing and you can see bare plywood. Um, so I'm not really going to push the issue because I, I went and inspected my own attic. And I didn't see anything that looked like water damage. I'm going to, I got damaged for sure, but I'm, I'm not going to be like, Hey, those yeah. people don't have a house, but I don't care. My shingle is askew. I'm not going to. Yeah. I didn't have any major, major damage that I know of. There could be something that I don't see that an adjuster can see, but and it'll be minor. It'll yeah. be very minor. Even my carport, you know, part of it lifted up. You can see where it pulled the spikes that hold it down quite a bit, quite a bit up. So, you know, it was a near thing. I bet that would have been fun to watch in person. I wish, I wish we had someone wiped this yesterday. I wish we had those big, it's like a big giant plexiglass ball with like a motor in it, like a hamster ball that was like hurricane proof. Like debris is not going to get you and it'll float if there's flooding. Just that people can put around so they can observe it as it's actually happening. Kind of like what they had on, uh, I guess, one of those new Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic World. They're observing the dinosaurs in these little glass balls. Yeah. I wish they had some of those. I, w- I would have liked to have like been putting around the, the area just to get to see 
the power instead of just the aftermath. Yeah. I mean, it's a scary thing, but I it's, think we could learn a lot more about them. Oh, it's, if we could it's all crazy. be like Jim Cantori and uh, be out there in the thick of it. Well, that video that those guys took uh, downtown in Lake Charles at the height of the storm, and they had yeah. the camera on the Calcasieu Marine, well, whatever tower it is now. I'm Capital gonna, One now. Capital, Capital One. one now. It'll always be the Calcasieu Marine, Marine tower. Hibernia. Yeah, I mean, I'm still Calcasieu Marine in my head. <laughs> and uh, watching the glass panes just one after another. First one broke, and then it was like, uh-oh. And then pop, pop, bing, pop. bing, bing, and glass just everywhere. Yeah, and but, you can see them. You can see them from across the bridge. You can just see it all pocked. Oh, it does. It looks it looks pocked. They look like they were in the parking garage at maybe St. Pat's is where it looked like they were. And, yeah. And uh, at one point, a big giant sheet of metal just goes screaming by. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that could have taken somebody's head off. And uh, sure. it was, the, and they were even a little bit nervous. I could tell, and they're they're storm chasers. They do that all the time. And the power of this thing was just phenomenal. And yeah, and there are some areas of Lake Charles that I'm stunned. It still looks like Enterprise Boulevard. I've seen a shot of Enterprise going down Enterprise Boulevard, Boulevard past the Lake Charles High School, or the old Lake Charles Boston High School. Yeah, and a lot of those trees managed to hang on to. Their limbs. It's, it's those really old live oaks that they took a beating, but they didn't really break. I know the we have a, a little tiny willow tree on the property, and willows are like whips. You know, like they kind of oh, yeah, they, they kind of move in the wind like those inflatable big giant tube things that you see yeah. out in front of car Used car salesmen, yeah, yeah, and it it must have just danced <laughs> in the wind. Ooh, and, it was doing a crazy dance and hung on to its leaves too. And that's the other thing is, man, the leaves, like so many trees that are still up, there's just no leaves in them now. They're stripped bare. Fall is going to be lackluster more so than usual around here. Oh yeah. And in some of the trees, I also noticed the wind must've had enough debris in it that it stripped the tree of bark. Like yeah. One of, one of my big wood stained wood, uh, columns in the, on my front porch, it looks like it got sandblasted. It did. <laughs> you, you can see. You can see the. You can just see the wood now, and it was not like that when I left. It's only the one on the uh, the southeast side of my house. It's a, yeah, sandblasted. It's that my truck. There's a spot on my truck that faced. Uh, actually, it faced southeast. Uh, same thing, and you can. It just got. There's little tiny dings of paint. You can just tell where the paint's missing and little yeah. debris hitting it. But it, nothing fell on it, so I'm thankful. Again, I can't be more thankful. I'll, I won't complain yeah. about hurricanes probably ever again other than having to get up and leave. And I will always leave. <laughs> yes, I, this is not something I want to write out ever. ever. Yeah, Just I, looking at that, I cannot imagine what it sounded like when that sort of stuff was happening. And well, there's plenty of people that they wrote it out. I mean, oh. in Cameron Parish, obviously, no, you don't do that, you will die. Uh, Calcasieu, you are probably going to die in this one. And they, they said that, and a lot of people really like to give that little weatherman a hard time, but <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, you don't want to get, you don't want to mess with that flooding stuff. No, no, not at all. I know uh, a good friend of mine, uh, David Kay, a DJ in Lake Charles, he actually li- lives in, in town and he wrote out the storm in his house. <laughs> and he was on the air until he couldn't be on the air anymore. And then he went to bed. That's what he last thing I saw him post on Facebook was going to bed, no power, going Ooh. to bed. And then I talked to him a couple of days later. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Probably not the most restful night's sleep he's gotten. Oh, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. From, from Look, I, was, I was miles and miles away and I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Cause I mean, the wind was loud. I could hear that. And I, the whole time I was just thinking, oh man, it's gotta be at least 30 miles an hour stronger at my house. So I'm just I'm just in a panic, just knowing that something blew out 
and you know my neighbor's house blew out and we we lucked out well i know that and i just because i was curious during the storm and not being able to sleep the night the night it came in or the early morning that it came in I uh, was looking at the winds in Deritter until the they had no reporting anymore because I'm assuming the little thing, the little spoons that spin really fast flew off. Yeah, that that's in Kansas. And uh, at the height of Rita, the fastest wind speed they recorded in Deritter of steady wind speed was 65 miles per hour. That's all. What? Yeah. By the time Rita got that far in, and because it had moved to the left a little bit, we weren't in that eye wall. And it, it was and it was on the the downward slope when it hit land. It was right. weakening. Yeah, this time, you know, it it snapped off at some point, or hundred miles per hour or something, and and so there's no, you know, but that shows you this the power as it came in, it was just getting stronger. And if it had had another hour in the Gulf, it would have been even stronger. Yeah, it, and, it it had a full it was full momentum on its side, and it didn't go to Texas. Right. It directly hit the heel. Oh, it was like it locked onto one seventy one and just went north. It was as bad as it could like because the whole time we were thinking, all right, well, there's not going to be another one like Rita, so like it's probably going to be it might be pretty bad. And then as it kept going, I was like, holy crap, it's going to pass up Rita. And then when you went and looked around, like, oh my god, it is going to be decades before Lake Charles is back to the way it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, and it it just makes me want to cry because that city had just grown up so much in the last decade or two. Well, you know, since Rita, since Rita yeah. the amount yeah. of growth in the last 15 years has been stunning. And yeah. to see this, and you know people are going to move, people are going to have to in some cases. And while and homes have to be rebuilt, so many homes have to be rebuilt. And I know yeah. my, my daughter's uh, – Boyfriend's family, uh, just their house was just shredded, and they lived off of over there off, south of town, south of Lake Charles, and it just looked like somebody took their house and just crushed it and then spread it around. Yeah, and so you know, it's there's a lot, a lot of, of that in the low flat areas. It was gone. Yeah, it's not going to be the same for a really long time. I, I can't believe that we did a hurricane episode and then had to deal <laughs> had the the ironic. Uh, Laura come show up at the door and what a turd. I know. What couldn't she have done like Marco? How does the same Gulf dissipate that dude and then beef up this crazy woman? I well, guess I shouldn't say crazy woman. That sounds bad, but well, you know now it's I mean? looking like we may have a hurricane, uh, level one hitting, you know, right at Mississippi, Louisiana border sometime yeah. this week. Yep. And it, you know, I'm, I'm done with the tropical season. They can, it can come to an end. And yeah, I'm ready for more than just pumpkin spice. Everything. I don't want hurricane season to be done. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of those, by the way, speaking of weird things, and this is totally irrelevant to our conversation, but when we evacuated, we stopped at an H E B because you know, H E B. Why not? They're amazing stores when they're big. And uh, they had garlic Parmesan Pringles. And I'm here to tell you, I'm thinking about driving back, you know, 130 miles north just to buy up all of the cans of garlic Parmesan Pringles. They were the best. I've never heard of that madness. That that sounds impressive. They were so good. And dipping them in marinara sauce was ridiculous. Oh, that's that's (laughs) that's an experience. That is that is taking snacking to the next level. I'm telling you. And you know, it was one of those things I saw and I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. I bought one can and then we left at the area and, and 
you know, I'm cruising along and it's like, oh man. And I can't turn around because we're, we, we have a deadline. And <laughs> I, I, I eat one. I'm like, oh, it was all I could do to not turn around and just go buy the case. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I didn't. So, you know, that's on me. And uh, I could probably order them from Amazon, but where would I have them delivered? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but, the kicker now. Our, you know, the post office, the local post offices have moved about 20 miles to the west. They're, well, I was they're curious. I didn't, I didn't look. Did the did the Longville post office survive? Uh, I assume it didn't because, you know, the reason I went to De Quincey, I had a little slip in my mailbox. So the mail's running in Ragley. And uh, it said, sorry, we missed you. Oh. And I saw him. I saw the vehicle. And I was like, well, they didn't miss me. They could have come knocked on the door. But there's some package, apparently, that they didn't even have in the vehicle. And it said, go to De Quincey. So we went. And there's a sign, a little handwritten paper sign that says, Ragley and Longville post offices here. And like, there's a separate little window for us. So they, they both got out of town, I guess. Well, that's how it was for the credit union. I had to go to the city hall in uh, Duretter to see somebody from the credit union. Yeah. And, uh, but we were told that day they were like, well, the credit union will have power has power. Now they just got it hooked up. And this was, this was a week after the storm one week. Yeah. And Deritter was still trashed. And, and I was what? And they're like, yeah, they, they, they're going to have, yeah. Power. And that's, that's Deritter. That's well over an hour inland. Yeah. But as the crow flies, um, it's yeah, this is, this was a, a hefty storm. I'd li- I'm, I'm I hoping how, I don't know how the water was not the issue. Well, I would uh, like to say it's a, you know, I would like to say it's a once in a lifetime event and I really hope it is. It depends on how long you live, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, my odds are better than yours. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we won't have to deal with anything like this again. I know that there are people, it's climate change. It's uh, you know, that's why it's so powerful. No, they happen. Uh, I'm just, I've heard, I've heard other explanations, but I don't guess we need to share those over the air. Uh, <laughs> Was, the Almighty is vengeful. Apparently. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard that a couple of times too. Where the, the we're being punished for something. Yeah, and apparently he only dislikes California and Louisiana at this time of year. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say nonsense. Uh, no one ever messes with the Dakotas. Apparently, they're just good, righteous people up there. <laughs> they're just so boring. And uh, yeah, they I get Christmas trees. You know, if if God if God has a smite button, occasionally he might you know pointed at something but you know there are some places that get smited way more often than we do yeah if we're if we're pushing the smite button roughly every 15 years it might be a little overkill this one was certainly overkill didn't need it at all right it was too much what do the poor people in cameron do to anybody Uh, unless it's like shrimp are sacred and we didn't know that (laughs) oh wouldn't that be something God, all this time. The shrimpers. That's, that's why the Gulf Coast keeps getting hit with all these storms or whatever they make in Cuba. The shrimp are mad. The, you know. <laughs> the great, uh, the great shrimp gods are mad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's intense. Yeah, I, man. Oh, I I really really hope the Almighty doesn't look like a shrimp. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oops. My bad. I've eaten lots of your brethren. Uh, well, I, I will tell you. I think uh, I'm just. I'm stunned by the damage. I am blown away by the kindness and the fellowship and the giving. The area is bouncing back already. On its own. On its own. Now, the government's going to come in with some things to help, I'm sure. But the idea of people reliant on themselves is still the way to go. 
The fact really is, is they don't sit around. Nobody waited for, you know, somebody to show up. Everybody just got up the next day and started cutting trees on roads and shoving them out of the way and making yep. paths. And you do what you got to do. And it's, yeah, I, it's just something else. And I'm sure I'll be, I'll be doing some cleanup for a while. I'm sure. And there are parts of my yard that I'm not even going to mess with all the, the one side that's all, you know, acre of half acre of just trees. I can see in there that bunches of trees have fallen. I'm going to leave those for the zombie apocalypse. That's a good place to stop the zombies. They're going to have to yeah, get it's through a natural that. barrier. Sure. I think that's the way to go. Not to mention that it'll be a nice breeding spot for rabbits. Oh yeah. And we're going to have to be careful because now, of course, without all the trees, so many trees have fallen, the squirrel apocalypse could be coming. Oh, I know your wife's not going to be a fan of that. No, no, not at all. She she has been warning us for years of the coming yeah, squirrel apocalypse. Since, since I was a youth, she has been quite uh, squirrel phobic. Again, the eyes and ears of the animal kingdom. That's squirrels. They're there, little and, scouts. And they can move speeds. They literally can change time by their speed that's how fast they are and my cat can kill them wow. i've seen at least two dead squirrels at my house at the hands of that little hunter yeah speaking of cats we had three you know outdoor cats that just kind of hung out we fed them we've named them but they don't accept it you know and uh yeah that's their slave name and yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know what their names are but we came back the first time and one cat showed up and we come back again, and another cat's there. And then the third time we go back, all three cats are back. My neighbor had chickens, and his chicken shed uh, was picked up and tossed quite a distance and shredded. And he came back, same thing, like one chicken, and then two chickens, and then three chickens. They just came back. So I don't know how animals do it. I don't understand how they survive these horrible they, events. They can handle it. Dogs, dogs usually are not quite as... Uh... No, I've talked to yeah, I've talked to a couple people, and their dogs now are terrified of storms. I don't blame them. And you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of with them. the The place that we're staying right now has a massive, massive pine tree with limbs hanging over the house. Yeah, and I'm like, I look at it now, and it's like that thing is ready to kill someone. Yes, trees are the enemy. Yeah, they're the enemy. We've upset the if trees. I, if I was a little bit wealthier, I would remove the ones I have that are still standing. But well, they look pretty in the fall. I like to go sit out there. If we have another hurricane in a, in a few years, <laughs> trees won't be nearly the problem they were this time. No, no, sure. they have been. Uh, it, it really looks like a logging company got got after it in some places, like the day after the storm. Well, I'm I'm kind of curious about this. You know, we're going to have right now. We have a burn ban, and I know lots of people are ignoring it because I mean, you got to get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah, and sometimes you just need a gender reveal party. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you heard about that, huh? Oh, I did. Yeah, a gender reveal party started a fire, and they're going to be held responsible. And it's a massive fire. Oh yeah, it's going to be a lot of money. Can you imagine? Like I've done a lot of things that were like innocent enough, and then it screwed up. I was like, oh crap, I screwed up. But I've never done that. Well, oh man, can we just people. agree that gender reveal parties are stupid? Come on. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know what? Just tell people you don't have to have a party. You can just go, it's going to be a boy or it's going to yeah. be a girl. I'm having a kid who wants to smoke a cigar with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it used to be. I like the old days. I like the fifties when the men just stayed in the waiting room, smoking cigars, waiting. So a friend, a friend of mine did that. He texted me when the kid was born. Hey, it's a boy. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, we didn't. We didn't know uh, of the first one. Uh, we 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 opted not to know, and I kind of glad we did that. And then we had two names picked out depending on which way it went. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how they did it. That's how some people do it. We didn't do that with either of ours. I, I wouldn't wouldn't mind. You know, it doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm not a sexist, but uh, I, as of yet, I have I do not have anyone to carry on the the name. So. You might, I might need to try for a boy, but I'm not going to be one of those like, oh my God, it's a girl. Cause I actually know how to be a dad to a girl. I'm not really sure what I would do with a boy at this point. Well, luckily it's totally your decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what my oldest said that we were like, Hey, one day, would you like to have a little brother or a little sister? Um, uh, she goes, yeah, that would be cool. But as long as y'all make it a brother. <laughs> And like, you know, we don't get to go to the store and pick these out, right? <laughs> I mean, we could, I guess, but that's too much money for me. Yeah, I think you can uh, now. I'm, I'm assuming. Go, go adopt right now. You get to kind of, it's like shopping for a car, just usually about the same price. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how that's, that would work out. But yeah, she was convinced that we just got to go pick, pick, pick what we wanted. <laughs> that's how it goes. Well, you could go the other way, the Henry VIII route. It's, it's all the woman's fault. For sure. <laughs> I don't have a son. It's your fault. <laughs> I want a yeah, divorce. Sorry. Uh man. All right. Well, we got a little, we got a little long in the boot, uh, out of the way finally. And it was, uh, you know, I finally figured out how to get everything hooked up and finally had a signal. You could, you could actually talk on the phone. Oh yeah. It's, it's been, uh, it's been rough here. I feel like I'm just sitting out here by myself churning butter. But even that, think about it. It's like we were talking about, you know, how Galveston had no idea what was coming, you know, and all the, the whole horrible thing. Now it's like Facebook. That's how you watch the news. You can talk. Yeah. On your, even though the storm knocked down cell towers, you could still text the next day. I mean, literally the next day I could text. Now it might we take- didn't lose from where my, uh, my in-laws have their satellite dish since they have that home generator. We never lost the weather channel. Wow. Uh, it, the satellite is like wedged in a little nook on the southwest side of their house. So all the wind was whipping out of the east. So it was protected the whole time. Normal storm, signal goes out like nothing. But this, it was like passing right over it. We never lost signal. Well, we were we were in Mesquite, Texas at a Motel 6 because they always take dogs. By the way, everybody out there, when you evacuate, Motel 6s sometimes are sketchy, but they all accept pets at no charge. Just thought I'd yep. pass that on. Uh, I'll leave the light on for you. That's right. And they do. I'm Tom Bodette. <laughs> Tom Bodette. <laughs> um, but the hotel we stayed at, I just want to say, if you're going to pick a Motel 6, Mesquite, Texas might not be the place to go. I don't know what was going on there. It's set in a nice, lovely residential neighborhood. Yeah, it was a lovely residential neighborhood of probably crack houses and and other assorted gang activity. Rustic <laughs> razor wire district. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they were, I mean, it was great. It was a clean hotel and everything like that. But it was watching the people because it never stopped for 24 hours. First of all, I think maybe they were running illegal immigrants through this Motel 6. And also, I think perhaps that people were doing some type of illicit drug activity because of all the cars that would come in, park. Somebody would walk out of the hotel, go over to the car, talk for like three minutes, come back go back in the hotel, then come back out to the car and then the car would drive away and they'd go back in the hotel. And I could see this from my window. Happens all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Completely normal. And it was just bizarre. We were there for a couple of days. I'm like, you know, we're just, let's just not leave the room. <laughs> we can just, <laughs> we'll not- stay. we came here to sleep. We'll sleep. And, uh, 
we got yelled at because we were exhausted, of course. And my wife walked in and, and she had her mask. She was putting her mask on and the woman yelled at her before she could even get it on yet. Oh, wow. Yet nobody else in the place wore masks and they never got yelled at. So go figure. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling all that's about to just die out for some reason. Like it down here, I know people already had it before the storm and now they're like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I can answer that. Yes. <laughs> they, they've already had it. <laughs> they, they've had it. It's, gone yeah over here in texas it's kind of like it was back home uh lots and lots of people are wearing masks but there's you know a small percentage that just absolutely refuse to do it and i've i know of several older people and i say older in that i'm older but they are older than me Older-er. older older <laughs> thank you i knew there was a word and, oh yeah and uh they were one of them was like look you know what? If it takes me, it takes me. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good enough. <laughs> Sounded like my grandpa. <laughs> if it takes me, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, people, they politicize it too much and people have kind of stopped, but it's like, even, you know, within a week of the hurricane, you still see people posting all these gripey political things. Burr, 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 like the governor, like seriously, that's what you're worried about right now is who's the governor. Yeah, it, Come on now. It's, it's focus on focus on the task at hand. And by the way, the governor, people say, well, remember to vote against him in the next election. Well, that's going to be He's hard. Done. That's, that's going to be hard to do because he won't be on the ballot. <laughs> yeah, it's his second one. I think they can run for more than two, but not two more than two consecutive. Right. Right. You well, got you got to take four, you got to take four years off and take a break. I, and here's my thing. Uh, you might you may not like JBE and that's that's fine, but I don't think that. Responi would have done a better job there. I, I don't. It. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff that people don't like about Edwards, you know, Donald Trump is doing the same thing because he's got things he's worried about too. Yeah. You know? So you know. did they expect these guys to all be down here with chainsaws right now? Really? They think he would be if that was new Orleans. Look, no, we're we're all in agreement that the government sucks at dealing with disaster. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then it, neither, you know, we're a red state with a blue governor, you know, neither party is going to be the savior. Probably, you know, we'll, We'll just see what happens. That's a blue governor. Go. Yeah. And a, and a blue governor that used to be a yellow or his family's yellow dog Democrats. And it's not that long ago that almost everybody in Louisiana were Democrats. Yeah. This is, a, this is a pro-life war vet uh, Democrat that we have who's who been married to one woman forever. That's an honorably served. And also was the honor uh, code uh, person at West point. Uh, is he doing a perfect job? No. No, I'm oh sure he's God. not. And was COVID a big giant turd on his administration? A little uh, bit. Yeah, it, but it dropped on everybody. It was an equal opportunity yeah. turd. And people didn't really do a whole lot to help him out, I guess. He's like, hey, can y'all please wear a mask? This is tyranny. It's like, he said please. He wasn't even going to enforce it. Tyranny. Here's my thing about the masks. Time. If somebody's business, if somebody's got a private business and they ask me to wear a mask, I have a choice at that moment. Either I can wear a mask or I can go somewhere else. It's a private business. This is America. That's how I look at it. If they can make you wear shoes, they can make you wear a mask. It seems to me. And and by the way, yeah, wear shoes. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your gnarly feet in a store. Damn you gross. If you're in your gross. house, walk around barefoot. That's lovely. I and, do that. I don't and wear if you're going to wear flip-flops to the store, and this primarily, I'm going to just say ladies, uh, although I've seen some men with some pretty gnarly feet, too. Um, I'm wearing flip-flops right now, sir, so you watch your mouth. <laughs> well, trim your toenails if they're too long because that's gross. Oh, no, that's, that's <laughs> I, got, I got that under control. I saw somebody the other day wearing 
flip-flops with toenails so long. And I'm like, can they wear shoes? I, that's probably why they're wearing flip-flops, to let, let those bad boys breathe. You know, they, they, they need the sunshine. What do you use them for? You climb trees? I mean, Catch fish. Catch I mean, fish? Just, yeah, why not? It's I mean, horrible. It's, it, they were, they burrows for their young ones. They look like those spikes that people have, you know, when they when they go on ice. Uh, yeah. It was, it was amazing. What, maybe, they're, maybe they're climbers. They're trekkers. Oh, that, I guess that could be kind of handy if you were a wall climber. Because you can dig in. I mean, it seems to oh, yeah. me. I don't know. I, I fight. I fight natural cleats. I try not to show my toenails because, again, I'm an o- older person. Not older, er, just older. Just older. And no, nobody over fifty should ever show their feet. They're, they're, <laughs> they're freaky. Yeah, I said it. All right. Anyway, I guess we ought to wrap it up so you can uh, go back to whatever it is you're doing, and I'll go back to what I'm doing, and hopefully soon get to see an adjuster, and hopefully have power soon. Oh, power. Blessed power. I would love to have power. It'd be great. I'm just impressed. We even got water quick. I know for Rita, we were out for like two weeks. <laughs> I had I had water, and then some people moved some trees, and suddenly I didn't. <laughs> yeah, now you got it again. Yeah, got it again. Some, and some a, tiny pipes and some glue. Uh, I tell you what, how about PVC, huh? PVC. Uh-huh. It's great Go stuff. <laughs> Better than copper. <laughs> we should do commercials. Yeah, we could we actually real ones, not just parodies. Actually, I thought of a parody the other day, and it was a, a a new a new drug that will put you in a coma until the end of the year called Fucatol. And oh, uh, yeah, Fucatol and Damatol. Yeah, Fucatol just knocks you out until December thirty first, and that way you can miss the rest of twenty twenty. Restart it. The newest the newest drug from Kaiser Pharmaceuticals. You know they make Granny Smith uh, and uh, apple pie flavored antidepressants. Well, I have some of those. Yeah, I got a great. good. I got a script. And doctors are willing to give them out this time of year. Yeah, my brother's a doctor. He can do stuff like that. That's right. That's right. Doctors, come on, get busy. What's up? All right. Well, I guess we ought to wrap it up. Uh, got anything to add? Not particularly. I wonder if anyone's going to give you a, uh, any answers to that last question. Oh, that if there was anything that should flood an inbox, it should be that question, given the circumstances of what actually happened with this storm. You know, I don't even remember the question. That's how crazy this is. I asked how everyone fared with it, because at that point, Marco wasn't guaranteed to fizzle away into a little sniveling weakling. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, we still had two on the on the ticket, and we didn't know. <laughs> Asking how everyone did after these storms, because we would know by the time that episode aired. Now, it I did. aired the day the storm hit. Yeah, I did get a, I did get a couple uh, texts and emails uh, on the, I guess I should mention that. Uh, the long in the boot phone number is uh, 337-502-9011. And you can also leave a text at that number as well. And the long in the boot email address, long in the boot at gmail.com. The website I'm not messing with right now, mainly because it's just too much, too difficult where I'm at to sit down and get everything taken care of the way I want on the website itself. But I am playing around with the the along in the boot Facebook page and having a little fun with that and trying to get better at it. Cause it's really weird. They just changed their look. Thank you, Facebook. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate that right now. And, uh, but that was very complimentary and, uh, they said some really nice things about, you know, us. So, Hey, awesome. Yeah. Yay us. Yay us. But yeah, if you let us know how you fared, send us an email, uh, give us a call and leave a message or text us. And uh, I promise if you don't want your name 
you know, said on the air, I won't say your name. I won't violate your anonymity. That would be wrong. We will not do that because at Long in the Boot, we care. That's right. We care. You can tell by the sincerity of our sound. We're here for you. <laughs> yep, that's it. All right. You know what? I'm going to go out with uh, Sin Killer Griffin because it seems, oh, hell yes. it seems hell appropriate. Yes. And we're going to wrap it up right now. Bryant, you take care. You too. I'll talk to you later, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To keep their water down, but the high tide from the ocean was water over the town. Wasn't that a mighty song? Wasn't that a mighty song with water? Wasn't that a mighty song that blew the people? The prophets give them warning: you had better leave this place. They never thought of leaving Till just looked them in the face Wasn't that a mighty song?